Welcome back to a long-awaited comeback to the Rocky Mountain Racing Review Podcast. Between COVID, work, changing jobs, moving to Arizona, life has been crazy. And I haven't been able to complete some of the goals and plans I had previously set up for the podcast. It's been a year since our last episode where we were at the Dealer Cup racing with the Suicide Awareness team, trying to put that together with James Hess and I ended up winning the B-Class Industry Team I'm a little sad that we aren't able to defend our title this year. I was going to try to enter, but uh, things just didn't pan out. And moving to Arizona was just kind of a little bit difficult. But the past is the past, and we're racing forward, right? So I've moved around quite a bit since work was uh, traveling me all over to South Dakota. Got to see a lot of different tracks. Got to ride a lot of different OHVs areas. And it was pretty cool, but I never got the opportunity to move to another, like, big moto state that actually had significant amount of tracks that had uh, a pretty big name for for motocross lots of big changes for myself and honestly i got a bunch of crap for moving to arizona like oh you're moving to the surface of the sun uh why are you moving down there it's gonna be so hot you're not gonna enjoy it uh and i was pretty pretty dang nervous about the decision that I made kind of before I made it and then once I got down here it was a totally different experience than what I was presented so uh, I wanted to give my experience for Arizona and granted don't take it with a grain of salt because I've only been here for about five months now but I'm really enjoying it so uh, that's why I'm doing this episode for a little bit of life in Arizona motocross in Arizona and Mainly just kind of get some Colorado people down here during the winter so that I have some of my riding buddies to come check out some of the good stuff that I've found down in this way. You all are well aware of how technology works, so make sure to follow, subscribe, strap up, and get ready to throw down because you're listening to the Rocky Mountain Racing Review Podcast. <laughs> Fourteen hours on an interstate, two being stuck on I-40. I rolled into Phoenix around 3 a.m. with my camper around mid-April. The sun rose and displayed the shifting shadows of the sequoia cacti, and my new home welcomed me with open arms. Driving around looking for the house and the camper spot, home started feeling like a private permanent vacation on a resort all with palm trees and a beautiful scenery. The weather was perfect. It was about mid-70s the morning and getting up there around 90 in the afternoons for the peak of the day. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is obviously the heat. Everybody talks about Arizona and Phoenix being hot, and everybody says it's a dry heat. Well, I'm not going to give you that kind of spiel. I'm just going to kind of tell you the, the, the rundown. We walk from our air-conditioned houses, and then we walk to our air-conditioned cars, drive to our air-conditioned offices, and then all to do the same to come back home. So most of the time, you're not in a heat, and almost everybody in Arizona has a pool, and if you don't have a pool, odds are somebody within your circle has a pool. And because of the heat, everything is done early, whether it be shopping, riding, uh, going out and enjoying the day. Anything is done super, super early. And it it probably could do with the retirement community down here too. But it's nice to go out, get your things done, come back and enjoy your time at home. There is lots to do outside with the weather being nice so much. Uh, I enjoy riding my one wheel around town to all the different neighborhoods. Uh, We live right next to a spring training baseball facility, so I'm super excited for spring training. Uh, Anybody back home in Colorado wants to come to Arizona during spring training, I got an extra room, pool, come hang out. It'll be a good time. Um, Everybody rides like off-road. There's UTVs everywhere on on the asphalts and either downtown or anything. So usually everybody's got either a Razor or a Can-Am or or some kind of UTV to go off-road riding. And where I live, uh, it's just a few miles up north to the the first trail. So kind of chose that by um, a little bit of a design. So 
our type of friends down here is definitely there is an abundant of them um i was out washing my bike and one of my good fr good friends now <laughs> uh military guy ryan saw me washing my bike came over started talking to me about my truck and my bike and then we ended up riding together it, it, it's just awesome how the moto community we're all cut from the same cloth we're all super nice um, so that kind of is a very good segue. I'm going to get you to some of our sponsors, uh, kind of do a little bit of advertisement right here, and then we're going to go segue right into what it's like to riding here in Arizona with the, uh, the dirt bikes and the off-road community. GoX Services, your go-to choice for grading and excavation needs. Serving Larimer and Weld County, we specialize in renovating and installing driveways, site preparation, rough grades, final grades, drainage, and erosion control. Fulfilling your dirt work needs, call us today at 970-481-6225. That's GoX Services at 970 970- 4816225 And seriously thank you Matthew Goss with GoX Services you guys if you ever want to be treated right and taken care of from start to finish go hit up Matthew Goss at GoX Services uh, and that's perfect segue life's not really great unless you're twisting back throttles so with that being said let's get into the Arizona riding experience of course the heat was my main factor and it's going to drive us right into our favorite part of riding in Arizona and that's tracks open at 6 a.m during the summer all the way to 11 a.m kind of sucks if you live far from the track because you have to wake up really early for your travel time but if you live close to a track, it's super nice to wake up early, throw down some motos, enjoy the rest of your weekend, or go chill in your pool. That's really pretty awesome to, to ride in and motocross here in Arizona. Is you go throw down for three, four hours at the track, you're sweating, you're hot, you go home, wash the bike, then jump in your pool and grill with the boys, and you got 11 a.m. all the way to 2 p.m. to grill and enjoy your afternoon, and then you got your whole evening still to go. So you're not wasting the whole day riding, and then you're not wasting your whole time traveling to get back home. So it's really convenient. I like it a lot. But that being said, not going to lie, the heat is absolutely brutal. Um, you, you try to ride and the heat just waves on you. Um, it's definitely pretty hot, but not going to lie about it. You, you're going to notice it. You have to make sure that you bring anything to cool yourself down after a moto. Um, cold water, ice, cold rags, anything. Um, it's got to be quick. You can hear it from the pros and everything. They jump in those 55-gallon drums full of water. Uh, one thing that I've known that works really good is those uh, electronic fans that suck from a five-gallon bucket of water, a little mister you put right in front of you, kick on while you're sitting down, make sure you kick it off so your battery doesn't dry, die down, um, and then kind of cool yourself down with some cool water along with that. You're, you're set. It, like the heat, you'll cool down super quick between the motos, and then you're ready to ride on the next one. Uh, it's... You got to hydrate, you got to make sure you do everything that you normally would, but the heat's not horrible. And actually, in my opinion, it's going to make you better if you travel and you ride out of state. So uh, I'm kind of excited to go back home and race once or twice and then see how I ended up, um, see if Arizona heat or kind of help me with the elevation up there. Probably not, but you never know. There's not a whole lot of natural shade pretty much anywhere on any of the local tracks uh trying to find a heart a spot with a tree or even a big huge cactus around there uh, is pretty difficult so you're going to want to look for the lean twos uh get there early so that you do get the shaded spots if you don't have a pop-up or anything anywhere on the tracks that kind of a canopy with a mister if you if you can't find any shade so make sure you get there early to to take up any available shade if there is any so far i've ridden at three different tracks 
Uh, each trash has its own different experience. Uh, there's positives and negatives to every single experience, obviously, uh, when riding these tracks. And I haven't qu quite figured out the racing scene. It's not like it is back home where you had a complete series. Uh, I tried to talk about this to some of the, the other locals. Uh, and they say, yeah, we, we have a race series here, um, but the championship, state championships all at one track, and it's like four races, and then they switch it up, and then the other one's at ACP. It, it's kind of confusing, uh, but they actually do what I said in one of our previous episodes, like way back, uh, I think it's like episode two or three, they, they hold Saturday night races, uh, they hold Saturday... Or, or Sunday afternoon races and everything uh, during certain months, uh, the fall series, winter series, summer series. So the tracks put on their own race series, kind of like Aztec did, um, does for their winter series. But they do that during the summer as well, and you can get a lot of different racing. It can get kind of expensive because some of the motos are $40 a piece. Um, you don't need a membership for one for the state championship. You, you need a membership for the other. Um, I'm trying to figure out if it's like AMA sanctioned where you can get an AMA number one plate because ultimately back home in Colorado, that's was my goal uh, is to go after a AMA amateur number one state title, state plate or whatever. Um, I just want one hanging on my wall and that's a big, huge accomplishment in my book. Uh, and it's cool that the states do that too and get sanctioned and do it right and uh, be able to do that for, for some of the people. But um, all these tracks have either what you win is either a month's worth of free riding. If you get first in your class for the series, you have to race the full series to, to get any of the awards. Um, and then there's a booklet that they send out with all the, the results and stuff too. Um, kind of like a big huge newsletter or magazine and it, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of people race the full four or five series uh, race series or whatever um, so actually winning stuff and getting a full months you, you have a pretty good odds if you go to uh, each one of the, the races so that's that's actually a pretty good incentive to hey, you go to every single one, your odds are probably one out of four for some classes. Some classes are stacked. Some classes are not really a whole that stacked uh, completely. So you, you can get a full month of riding or practice time for, for free, which is huge when it's $40 a, a, a day. And then they have it from Wednesday to Friday or to Sundays. So when you you go three times a week, that's 120 bucks a week. So that's actually a significant amount for for winning. Um, so the the first track that we're gonna go into is Canyon Motocross. That was the first track that I went to just because it was closest to the house. Um, I talked with a few people um, that lived here in Arizona. Some of the guys that were from Colorado that moved down here um, and gave me some. Uh, some of their experiences there, but uh, it, they didn't quite paint the picture of what I got, but I talked with the track operator, Nick, and a few of the local, locals and found out kind of what the other guys were saying. They were saying kind of a, it had a bad reputation, basically. It was a highway, um, really hard packed. Uh, I posted a video of like my first ride out there and got some feedback of it was poorly prepped. ACP is a lot better. Go, go here. Don't, don't go over there. Go check out ACP. Um, well, my ex, my experience was actually complete opposite. Um, Colorado, the dirt sucks at Canyon. It was kind of a little bit hard packing clay, but, um, that Arizona dirt, kind of was shining through they did get a rock picker so it's getting better and better but nick's like putting a ton of work in it and i haven't seen anything that anybody talked about um it's a fast track it's fun um it's technical they're always switching it up um i had a blast um at that track and i'm, I'm glad it's so close and i'm glad that nick keeps on putting the effort that he's doing to make it um i raced there it was a blast. The night riding and night racing's a lot of fun. Um, night riding's a lot different animal than I thought. Watching out for the shadows and then 
not being able to see a rut going into a corner is pretty sketchy when you think about it, um, especially in a racing scenario. So that was a new experience, and it, it was pretty fun, to be honest. Uh, ended up, I raced the B class, but I ended up beating all the pros, uh, the vet pros, not any of the actual legit pros. There was a couple. I went uh, practice in the pro class, and they were trying to get me to race the pro class, but um, it was just one of the Saturday night races, so none of the super, super, super fast guys were quite there. Um, but never never experienced any of the bad reputation things that I saw. Uh, I could see if they could get a lot more people uh, or a lot more help out there that they've been begging for and offering people jobs that it'd get even better, especially once they start picking even more of the rocks out and getting a little bit of the better dirt kind of worked in. Um, it gets a little bit of some of the jumps are get a little sketchy once it's rutted, but that's typical wearing out um, track and everything. But I, I have a blast. I, I like Canyon quite a bit. And of course, as you get closer to California, the the prices get going up. So it's like forty bucks to ride. Uh, Colorado, be thankful that you guys are still twenty bucks, twenty to thirty bucks. Um, we're stuck with the forty out here in Arizona. And why I say that's expensive at Canyon and not really Arizona Cycle Park is because at Canyon they have mandatory split motos. If the water truck's out on the track, you're not allowed to ride. Um, all these are for safety reasons, and what I have learned, especially in construction, is safety procedures or policies are written in blood. And what that means is somebody had to have gotten hurt or somebody has done something to get these policies in place. Whether it's stupid or not, or that's the reason why we're putting hot coffee on coffee cups because people get hurt apparently for, for some reasons. But that's why they they got their policies in place and I can't blame them for that and insurance reasons and all the other legalities that come with owning and operating a track i don't blame them one bit but with that being said you're not going to get nearly as much riding time as you would as arizona cycle park or some of the other tracks that you pay and they don't have split practices um the only reason why i i don't disagree with split practices i enjoy them i think they are needed uh i think they could be organized a little bit differently that you could split them into novice and little bikes and kind of split some of the really novice riders away from the big bike riders and put them with the little kids where everybody rides kind of safe because what I experienced at Canyons they they split practice but there's like four little kids and 35 big bikes so all these little kids are like riding and get and we're all waiting kind of thing and then the moment we get released um you're fighting for sea sea riders for cross jumping and trying to just go out there and throw down some some good practice motos and it you, it just gets kind of sketchy or you're being sketchy or it it just gets a little overcrowded sometimes with the big bikes but um, it's needed, but it's 20 minutes one moto, 20 minutes for the little bikes. At night, that becomes the biggest issue. Not really too much during the weekends because it's good to take a big break. But at night, they're only open for a certain amount of time. And then once they add the 50s or the mini guys, which is another split practice, you're probably only going to get two motos before you end up going home um, or with how the sun sets and everything, you're probably only going to get two motos anyways. So that's kind of the justification of my reasoning. But I, I think during the weekdays, if they did a, a cheaper price and then on the weekends have the more expensive price, I think that would be a more justification for the cost. Um, and I think you're going to get more riders to come during the week with the cheaper cost than you normally would. Um, so if anybody's listened for Canyon, Nick or anything that, that'd be one thing that I would say is during the week kind of writing, maybe have those week practices a little less cost for the less amount of writing. And then 
on the weekend when you get more riders and everything. It, more revenue towards you because you get more people to come out and ride during the week. Um, and then, I don't know, you got to play with those numbers. Even if they went from 20 bucks to 30 bucks, um, I think you would pull in more numbers during the week if it was more affordable. Because if I went and rode three times a week, that's 120 bucks a week plus gas plus everything. It's way too much to to justify that for practice. Like I'll I'll go ride the desert for free uh, a couple times if that's going to be the case. So just that it goes for all the tracks. Canyon gets great ruts. It's got some great dirt. It gets rough in the afternoons. It's great for training. Um, it, it, it's a technical track, so you got to like really kind of hit your marks, go in there, um, do a sight lap because they do change it sometimes, but it's so not over the top that you can't hit anything or you can't clear anything. They got one big triple um if you want to go super big there's big gap triple but majority of the people I, I don't even think it's fast faster to hit it anyways so they have a huge enduro course over there they got a single track a vet track uh, a little 50 track and the other thing is they always have paramedics on site during practice days so practices are always split between the big bikes for 20 minutes and little bikes um but having the paramedics there just makes you feel super safe that like if you ever go down or anything, they're right there at the spot. They watch for you. Um, no one has to flag for you. And then someone picks up your bike and then they take you over the UTV to your truck. Um, it, it's super nice to have trained EMT paramedics or paramedics right there at the track just in case uh, something happens for you. Super big on safety, like I said. Uh, you aren't allowed to stand on the tracks. Uh, I think if you wear a helmet for like some of the coaches and stuff, you're allowed to. Uh, some of the photographers, too, if they wear a vest. Um, but most of the time, nobody's allowed on the track. Uh, it's positive and negative. One, safety being the positive. Two, negative. Uh, sometimes you want your girlfriend just to video you in the corner or to see what you like in the corner so that you can help train during the practice because uh, not everybody has trainers to watch them and give them tips. You have to rely on videos to see, I got to work on this, I got to work on that. Um, so that's why I do a lot of the videos or anything just to see how I can get better. I, I know if you're wearing a helmet, you can go out there, but if it's 110 degrees, uh, you don't really want to be wearing anything more than you have to. Um, so wearing a helmet out there just while coaching, um, honestly, it's not going to protect you that much anyways. You take a, a dirt bike to the chest, uh, a helmet's not going to do much for you. So um, I understand the safety, so stay on the track, stay off the track, go video somewhere else, I get it. Um, it's just irritating sometimes or, or it's the little things that or the little freedoms that get taken away, but it's not your track. So uh, you don't like it. There's threats against sued. Go open up your own track and get it. So not complaining. It's just kind of pain in the ass sometimes. Canyon's got a bunch of elevation changes. It's you, you jump down into a canyon, you jump out of the canyon kind of thing. Big, huge U-turn, bull turns, sand turns. Um, gap jumps, comes ups, downs. Um, it's it's a fun track. Uh, it doesn't get too washed out. You do have to watch out during the monsoons. Uh, I raced the last monsoon madness, and it was super nice. And then all of a sudden, it took literally 45 seconds from the wind picking up to a little, to a microburst, to one drop of rain, to three feet of water just like soaking like it was insane it was it was actually a pretty cool experience to witness that much water drop that fast um i think i i was standing in a foot of water trying to load up my bike ended up slipping off of my ramp dumping my bike in the back of the truck and falling off the truck but i laughed um but it was a fun experience uh but you got to watch out for that arizona rain that that was gnarly. I've never seen anything like that. That was a cool experience. So if I was to compare a track to like Colorado track, um, I would say it's a lot like Leadville. 
without the scenery. I uh, still got a beautiful scenery, by the way. It's just an Arizona scenery, not a uh, 11,000 feet elevation mountain dreamland that uh, Leadville is. But with that being said, um, Canyon's one of their, I would say, one of my favorite tracks. Um, if it was in Colorado, it would be one of the, the, the top top three, top five or so. Um, that's for dang sure. Um, the next track that I ventured out to is probably everybody is well aware of um, and is known best. It's Arizona Cycle Park, a.k.a. ACP. This is where a lot of the pros all come out and train for Supercross. They they have a sand track. Um, they have a turn track. They have a super fun vet track. Um, a couple little bike tracks with a, a they have like a sand pits or a, a, not sand pits, but like sand drag strips and everything for all kinds of different racings. Um, they have the, the main pro track or what they call is a, a national track. The vet track, when when it was prepped, it was fun. Um, it's super safe. It's a bunch of tabletops. You gotta watch out. Um, it gets dried out and hard pack. Um, it gets rough. It's unforgiving. A little bit of bowl turns. Not a whole lot of ruts. But they do switch it up and they they work it up quite a bit. So we're gonna kind of take a little bit of a break. Hit up our sponsors again, put a little bit of uh, entertainment, and then we're going to talk about some of the, the pro track and the rest of ACP. Some of the other track, a little bit of uh, off-road trails, and then uh, some uh, motocross news, I guess. And then hopefully I can get some interviews and throw them in here as well and get some of uh, the actual locals who have been here longer than I have. Compact Auto Repair is your complete car and truck repair center. Don't let the name fool you. We do it all from domestic imports and diesels. Family owned and operated, servicing Southern Colorado since 1982. From minor and major repairs, we can't fix all your problems in life, but we can fix your ride. Give Riley a call today at 719-543-0731. That's 719 719- Five four three oh seven three one. All right, ACP, back to it. The the pro track. Uh, it's kind of like a rocky sand. You're gonna notice after you wash your bike that it's like this, not fine sand or anything, but it's your your thick, coarsey sand. Forms up really nice. It it is forgiving though, so you gotta watch out because some of the berms can give way. Um, you almost have to ride it like its own technique. Um, it, it's almost tiring washing your bike, how much you have to like, oh, there's some more rocks. There's some more rocks. There's some more rocks and you just kind of get buried everywhere. So just make sure you do a good, fine washing after you ride the track and the main track. It's super fun and flowy. They're always, but they're switching up almost more than I can put out episodes because um i've ridden it four times and it's changed to three so just recently i rode it yesterday um blast and they they switched it up again uh some of the the jumps that i did notice they they put a short lip and then it's like a taller landing so it's like almost like a ski jump on these these few that just almost not enough of a lip so you either go from a ski jump to flat landing or you you hit it perfect or you got a chance of coming up just a hair short and your back tire kicks um these were just recent i hope some of them are listening because i'm going to tag them in some of the episodes as well but if they do listen to the podcast um you guys are the pros i'm not going to say anything but it would be nice if you made the landings obviously the same size but if you made that that lip or something that actually carries you or where you don't have to hit it with like three times the speed to get over the the landing because if you hit it super hard and you come up just a hair short your your back wheel just kicks and it gets kind of gets violent reaction um but other than that it, it it's a beautiful track it's fun there's a sweet double, triple, double, and everybody just likes saying double, triple, double. Um, 
But other than that, it was it's cool to see accomplishments, set goals, and then set the, uh, get those accomplishments. A couple big triples. Uh, they have jump nine, I believe, which is a massive, huge triple. Um, haven't had the stones to hit that one enough. I think it's five. Number jump five is the other triple. Um, hit that one with no problem. Hit everything, cleared everything. Even got the double, triple, double. Um, but never, never hit that one yet. Um, just, it, it's another one of those two that like, if you come up short, the landing's bigger than the takeoff. So, uh, you're going to go right into the face if you come up short. So, but it's a sweet track. They have transponders too. So they've been working up the finish line. So the transponders not back up, which I am chomping at the bit that they put that back up soon. Uh, I imagine that they will for uh, AZ Open coming up in November, but uh, it would be nice to see some lap times and get my transponder that I paid for that I haven't got to use yet Um, because none of the tracks have permanent transponders. Um, I did see another track that I'm about to mention has transponders as well, um, but they switch up their tracks quite a bit as well. Uh, But we're still on ACP. Um, the two triples, they just add, well, I guess they added two more triples as well in the back. Um, I would call them more of like, I don't know, little, little triples or a, a, a way to save dirt from tabletops. Um, cause they're not super big, but, uh, they are a triple, triple section. Um, they don't break out the practices ACP at, unless there are a ton of people. So, this last weekend on the vet track, it's a week before their race. They're throwing the fall series. It's not the state championship series. Those are all held at, at Canyon. But ACP is putting on their their uh, fall series. So October 1st, I think, is their first race out there. Um, it's on the vet track. So a lot of people are out there training because that's where the race, that, where's the race is going to be held. So they... they they held split split practice while I was out there. Um, I didn't really ride the vet track. I rode it like twice with Ryan and uh, our other buddy that Ryan's buddy that I just met, and I apologize because I can't remember his name quite yet. Um, but I had fun on the track. They switched it up. The new changes were pretty nice. It was really flowy. Um, but that's one that I felt like it's a it's a go kart track like. It's hard pack. You just hold it wide open, and you're just taking a, a good line all the way around it. And there's one fast line. Um, I kind of wish so. None of these tracks allow drones. Um, Canyon definitely doesn't allow a drone, and ACP said they don't. Um, I did see somebody out there flying a drone, and no one said anything. So it might be one of those that, like, if you get caught, you're gonna get in trouble. If you don't, then you got lucky. Um, I don't see why. I have a self-flying drone, and it only gets it has a height limiter and all kinds of BS. But I think it'd be a perfect spot to video because it wouldn't get any higher than their lights, anyways. But uh, their 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 track, their rules. Um, I respected that and asked. I learned the hard way by just flying my drone. Um, without asking permission at Canyon and I kind of set up a, a wasp nest kind of with a bunch of posts and everything of social media finding out that was not the right thing to do. So, uh, yeah, apologize for that, but, uh, it's a safe drone. If it makes anybody feel better, I like it. It, it, It's not going to hurt anybody, but I can see why safety, safety, safety. I like it. Uh, the operators are always cool. They're always making changes at ACP. It's always fresh. Um, definitely one of the better tracks in Arizona, and everybody always talks about it. So I can see why they got RV hookups. They have covered parking that I mentioned, um, like I did in the previous episodes with um, in Colorado. They have vendors come out on lunch day or for lunch on practice days, and they have their own vendor little spot. They have RV hookups, um, typical, and 
just a really well organized facility. Uh, it is by the prison, so that's, I guess, the only downfall to it. Um, other than that, uh, they always have water for you. Don't rely on them because they don't, I I always gave them donations when I needed water because mainly it, was, it wasn't for drinking. Uh, it was usually for that mister that I was mentioning earlier, but they always have squinchers. They, they watch out after you and it, it, it's a cool community. I love the motocross community. So that's ACP. Uh, I'm going to probably do another ad episode or another ad um, for our sponsors. And then after that, I'll get into the next track and we'll get into some off-road trails and then a little bit of motocross news and then what we got going on for the future. And then that will wrap up this episode, guys. Hey, are you looking for that factory look and treatment for your bike? How about that name and number on the back of your jersey so the ladies and the potential sponsors know who's riding that bike? Yeah, is that you? Then you need to go check out FAF Graphics because they give you the factory treatment. Located here in Pueblo, Colorado, FAF Graphics will get you your bike looking just right for your next race. You need that moto seat to match the graphics? They do that too. So go email Jeff today at sales at fafgraphics.com. Motoland MX Park in Casa Grande, Arizona. That's going to be your next big name track in Arizona. Uh, the parking lot, it's got some trees. You're going to want to get there or have a canopy. Um, doesn't have a whole lot of shade. It's kind of in a big open area. Uh, it's kind of the track's flat in average. The operators did their best to kind of dig out as much as they could in a few sections to create a bit of elevation changes. Overall, the track's on flat ground. Uh, it's hard packed clay, uh, but it does create some really good ruts, but it, it is rough, squared off track, kind of choppy at the end of the day. But the jumps are fun. A few gap jumps that make it sometimes a little bit hard checking out the first laps, but nothing too extreme. Um, the track operators and everybody do, does allow drone footage, but that's only if you're a license to fly it. Um, make sure you check in with the guy up front before you do anything. But the scenery isn't as cool as Canyon, in my opinion, um, or even at ACP. ACP's got the, the big hillside kind of scenery look, along with the cactus and the shrubbery. Um, Motoland's kind of like Jewel, um, in my opinion, back home. Uh, you can ride it if everything else is kind of closed. Um, they do have riding. They have night riding. Um, it's pretty cool, pretty typical in Arizona with the heat. So each track has their own lights, night races, and practice. Like I mentioned earlier, um, it's a different experience. So it's new and fresh, um, but really hard to kind of adapt to those shadows and the lack of light. Helps if you trust your bike. Um, and your tires more than during the day. So it kind of helps with your practice there. And then the other positive too is it lets you use your clear lenses that you typically never usually use with your, your glasses out here. So, um, But other than that, the three tracks that I've been to, I plan on definitely checking out as many motocross tracks here in Arizona. I want to do what I did in Colorado and kind of check off all the public riding tracks um, like I did back home and kind of do a, a review of them or um, just kind of the experience of each one uh, if I have any. But I am super excited for the future. Um, we're going to get into off-road trails next kind of and the off-road riding since that's the, the next thing that you can do. It's almost like Utah. There's so many off trails. Like you could ride here and spend months riding and not hit the same trail twice. Um, after good monsoon rain, the terrain is absolutely epic. There's sand, there's rocks, there's clay, there's all types of different kind of dirt. Uh, one thing you got to pay attention to, though, when you're riding out here is the cactus. 
when you run into the wrong type or wreck into one, you're going to have a bad day. If you look down, you're going to fall, you're going to have a bad time. Also, be aware of skiers around you. If you run into another skier, your skis are going to cross, going to have a bad time. So where's the part where we have a good time? Hey, little dude, you got some crap right here. Well, that's my face, sir. Some of the best trails or OHV areas uh, are as follows. There's Desert Vista OHV. Um, there's a creek bed, lots of lots of different types of riding. Watch out if uh, suddenly a monsoon hits. There's Diamondback Gulch Trail, Granite Mountain. There's a good little single track. There's uh, Box Canyon, Superstition Mountains, Mile Marker. There's a Mile Marker Ride. It's another single track. Crown King, Bulldog Canyon, Lake Pleasant over by uh, Canyon Motocross. Um, basically, there's there's just a lot of different type of riding all around the area, um, whether it be north, south, there's up in Flagstaff. Uh, this is just right now in the Phoenix area. Um, been working quite a bit, so I haven't had a whole lot of time to venture out, a lot of life stuff going on, but definitely plan on venturing out here shortly. So that's going to wrap it up for the Arizona experience. Um, if you guys are back home in Colorado and you guys are wanting to get away from the snow, or if you're coming down to Arizona for a Supercross or something, you guys need a place to stay, hit me up. I got a pool, got the house, uh, got a spare bedroom. You guys are more than welcome to come hang out in the house. Uh, we can go to Supercross together. We can go ride. Um, I got spare bikes too if you don't want to bring the bikes. But uh, if you do... Got spots in the garage, in a safe area, got cameras everywhere. So uh, help yourself, come on down, we'll go ride and I'll show you the areas that I know about. Maybe you can share some of your areas uh, with mine and uh, just come on down and hang out. Miss some of you guys and then to all the future Arizona listeners and all the other guys that I've talked to that might be listening in. Uh, thank you guys for welcoming me and into your community. Um, I, I really enjoy it. You guys are cut from the same cloth and wonderful people, and I enjoy your guys' friendship, and I look forward to the future with you guys. And hopefully uh, we can continue and make this thing even, even better, uh, make this podcast even bigger than it is. Uh, I'm excited for Supercross for going down to ACP and seeing who's training down there and check out the Supercross track. So uh, more awaits. So stay tuned. Fixed products made in the USA torque wrenches. Three-eighths quarter inch drive available in foot-pound, inch-pound, and newton meters. Also available in a variety of colors. Fixed products offers a lifetime collaboration on all of our torque wrenches. Our high MRTs are also available in three-eighths and quarter-inch drive with replaceable hammer heads that are made out of brass or plastic. Visit fixproducts.com for more information or to place your order today. All right, I saved the best for last. Congratulations, Team USA, for winning the Motocross of Nations. Man, if you guys haven't heard it or seen it or go watch the race, then I want you to go and check out my boy, The Return to Dio, and go watch his little moto vlog on it. Uh, see it for yourself, see what his experience was, but congrats team, congrats to Team USA, uh, it's been too, way too long since 2011, um, it's about time, and hopefully these pro guys, and, like, I get it, it's your job, you gotta make money, I get why some of the big name dogs and everything don't want to do it, but, you know, it, it means more than just money. Um, I think what doesn't pay in financial returns will reap tenfold um, in other returns, and then the monetary value will follow along with it. Um, you think about if you did what no other American would do and go out and win an M MXGP, like Ryan Villopoto was on to something. Uh if he could have done it, that would have been huge. Uh, his name would have been lived in infamy. So, you know, with Tomac, Tomac knew this kind of opportunity as well. So he lived up to it. Uh, he saw it and clinched the moment. Um, 
and Carpe, Di Carpe Diem, I should say, seize the moment, not clinch the moment. But, I mean, there's going to be benefit benefit benefits than just the paycheck at the end of the day. Um, and I, I think once people start seeing that and see what it means to the fans as well, we might get to see that opportunity of an American trying to go win a MXGP or a world title um, and actually doing it. That'd be huge. Um, just the exposure and, and some of the stuff. I don't know if the money's really into it. It's definitely more expensive, but um, I think that would be huge. So uh, that's one of the biggest news. Um, one thing I haven't seen anywhere, um, and maybe it's just me and I did the searches because I loved motocross and I wanted to watch, but did anybody else know that there is a motocross TV series on Netflix and it's called Mavericks? Um, it's an Australian-based TV series um, that is actually really good. Um, it switches from like four strokes to two strokes, but then it sticks to like all two strokes. Even the bikes are all two strokes, so then it, it kind of... You know how the typical sounds like, oh yeah, that's a you could tell it's a four-stroke, but they're using two-stroke audio. Not totally the case here. Really good actors and actresses. Uh, it's it's a TV series, you know. It's an Australian drama series aimed towards like young adults, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, the show's on Netflix, like I said. The first season's actually pretty short. I got through it in a whole day. Um, but they do do the whole typical bull BS story that all oh, women can't race. Men don't like women racing as the typical, you know, story and everything. And as usual, um, the only time I've ever seen it or experienced it with a guy telling a girl that she can't race is with her father. And that's a totally different story because he wants to protect his daughter, not because women can't do what men can. Um, most of the girls out there, you know, are just as fast or, you know, some of the amateurs. I'm talking about the amateur level, but there's definitely tons of pros out there that could smoke any of the, the amateur guys. So um, I don't think it's ever been discouraged. I don't think any of the guys even in, like, if anything, it's encouraged. The guys want more moto girls because we all loved moto girls because we wanted a moto girlfriend, but then they turned out to be a moto girlfriend uh, <laughs> for everybody else. You don't lose your moto girl. You just lose your turn. But there's never been anything that I have witnessed that has been telling women that they shouldn't ride or can't ride or that it's a guy sport, not a girl sport. Um, I think that's a BS narrative that the feminist agenda is pushing on to people. Um, really not part of the story too much. You do see little stabs at it here and there, but uh, mainly it's it's a team coming together to win a race series and to make this riding academy uh, called Mavericks. Uh, team Maverick uh, is what it is. Uh, it's enjoyable. Um, it's probably B-level um, visual and, and kind of director kind of stuff, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think it's the new motocross for this generation. Um, hopefully they come out more series or more more uh, episodes, but from some of the news that I looked at, I don't know if that's going to be possible. But if you get a chance, go search on Netflix. It's called Mavericks. You heard it right here on the Rocky Mountain Racing Review podcast. I haven't heard it anywhere else. I was lucky to stumble it upon it. I shared it with uh, one of my friends back home. Uh, because one of the girls that looked like it actually looked like her. So I was kind of teasing her. I was like, hey, you got a TV series. So uh, look, you're on a TV show. So um, yeah, that's about it. Thank you for listening. Um, we got more coming up. I met a few locals. Uh, we met some t-shirt graphic companies with 928 concepts. So we're going to try to do a little collab with them. Um, LS or L and S shoes, uh, or insoles, footbeds. 
they hit me up and contacted me and was wondering if we were interested in doing an episode with them. Um, kudos to Dio. I'm going to give him all the credit first because I'm he he's the one that I saw. I followed them, and then once I followed them, uh, I got a message and then a phone call. Um, so thanks to Dio with uh, his his contact and him being a rock star that he is. Um, I got the ex- uh, exposure as well through him just by a follow. So they want to do an episode of where we're talking about their footbeds and some of the experiences that we got to use uh, their product. So I'm excited to do that one as well with a phone call. So that's some of the upcoming episodes. We have a new t-shirt design for the uh, the logo or for the podcast t-shirts. I'm going to be selling them out of the camper again. Uh, and then I think once we start talking with 928 with the collab, we'll, we'll see what we can go from there and see if we can get some of our logos or whatever our designs uh, on some t-shirts and uh, sell some six, six moto swag and see how far this podcast can go because uh, it's not easy, time and money. So... Thank you guys for all listening. Follow, subscribe, share the episode. Keep it up. It's back. Make sure you guys, it, it's huge if you share the stories on Instagram and or if you're even just the screenshots that you're listening. Uh, it helps out a ton. So let me know what your favorite part of the episode is. Hit me up on Instagram. Send me a message. Shoot comments. Do whatever you got to do on Facebook. Let me know. Have a great time. Stay on to you. And remember... This sport may break our bones, but it's never going to break our souls.